This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Well, turn that jet around and head to a different city. That's what they're saying, basically, in Major League Baseball. Making some changes on the fly, and they're going to have to be flexible. We'll see how this week works. Got a little bit of everything. We had a fun opening weekend. Then we have COVID-19 testing. Then we have cancellation of game or postponement of games on Monday and Tuesday down in Miami. Now we have even further a new mix. Marlins will not play until next Monday at the earliest. Phillies will not play until the weekend. And they were supposed to play the Yankees yesterday, today, tomorrow, and Thursday. Well, because the Orioles and the Yankees are now available, they're going to play instead. Tomorrow and Thursday. And the Nationals, who voted to say no, we don't want to go to Miami, will be off this weekend. Yeah. So it's really interesting. If you take the first, how about for the Yankees alone, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, that's six days they've played three games. That's very unusual in baseball, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, unless you just have rain out, rain out, and an off day somewhere mixed in there. So that already, and baseball is kind of that rhythm sport in a way. Like, you can get carried away with it by a game one 30, everybody's tired of flying and tired in general, and you're playing through bumps and bruises, and you don't feel good. But in this kind of sprint, it is a rhythm thing, especially from a hitting standpoint. It's hard to go a few days without hitting. Uh, not, not to say they're not hitting, but I, I mean live pitching. So pretty interesting uh, in that respect what's going on, but that's some of the new information coming in Major League Baseball. You know what? I, I think it's pretty good. If you're going to try this stuff, you better be flexible. Yeah, And they're changing things on the fly. I'm sure the players, because let's be honest, players get mad about everything. And, uh, you know, everybody's going to first, their first reaction will be complain. But they have to be adaptable. I'm sure that was part of this agreement. Say, hey, this kind of stuff might happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously the players right now that are in Major League Baseball, for the most part, they seem to be in for the long haul, right? There's a reason why they're playing right now. They had a chance not to play and they chose to. So... I think props to Major League Baseball right now to try doing everything in their power to make sure the season stays intact. Obviously, you you face some adversity so early on um, with the with the Marlins and everything like that, but they're doing their best to try to keep the season and try to keep a, a little sense of normalcy, I guess you would say, in such a uh, a panicked and just non normal baseball season yeah it's uh, anything but so they're making some uh, adjustments on the fly we'll keep you posted on the major league baseball side of things a couple of good games by the way you stayed up late last night for the brewers come back 12 30 with much of the chagrin of my wife who was trying to sleep in bed and i'm watching on my cell phone yeah but it was it went to extra innings fantastic game brewers are now two and two so i'm not panicking yet yeah they were yeah. down five one in they the were ninth. in the ninth exactly thank goodness for the pittsburgh pirates thank gosh for uh, ryan braun man the hebrew hammer comes through again uh he had two strikes on him goes down brings out the ninth iron gets a nice hit and by the way christian yelich one hit right he's like one one for 16 one for 17 there are some big time studs that are struggling yeah. chris bryant one of them he's hitting like 059 yeah uh, i think acuna even got off to a slow start i don't know what he did last night mm-hmm. but uh yeah some of the stars have struggled mm-hmm. uh in this in the outset of the season i mean obviously it's a long way to go but uh no doubt uh, yelich is one of them as well. By the way, that wasn't the only close game. Uh, Chicago was way up on Cincinnati. The Reds almost came back and won that game. I don't know if you saw that uh, yeah, while you were watching the I Brewers. Did. But I did. I'll tell you, I said it yesterday, and I'd love to know the analytics. 
And I understand, like, we live in a different baseball world and what's acceptable and what's not and kind of like, hey, that's all right, whatever. You know, uh, and, and I say this not on the soapbox front. I say it in all seriousness. Like, it's okay to strike out. Mm. Like, striking out is, is like, highly acceptable as long as, you know, in the next 10 at-bats you hit one out. Correct. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like it just is. That's the way it is from the analytic point of view. What I don't understand, because I don't see these stats enough maybe or I haven't looked them up enough, I'd love to know through the first four or five days of the baseball season what the rate is with a guy like in situational hitting with like guy on third less than two outs. Because in that game and in the Reds game, just in that ninth and tenth or eleventh innings, I counted three different situations where less than th- uh, two outs, a guy on third, they couldn't get the job done, sure. and they would have won the baseball game. I mean, those are one run or tied games in the or they would have at least been still playing yeah. and tied the game back up. So I don't know if that's just kind of something I've noticed in the first uh, week of the season or if that's part of kind of this new age baseball because part of the new age baseball is guys can't run the bases anymore they have they're terrible base runners sure like that is true they're just they're big they're strong but they a lot of them lack the knowledge of the game mm. you know and the instincts of the game uh, for whatever reason I it's just part of it. I mean, ask any analyst and, and big league that say base running's brutal mm. in Major League Baseball. We saw a couple examples of that this weekend. And so uh, my argument always is, hey, that's fine. The home run, the doubles, the triples. I get it. I get all that stuff. I get the analytics part of that. And I always joke with guys about bunning on Twitter. But, I mean, I get the thinking behind it. But I don't understand it at why, why you sacrifice situational play in baseball. Situational play in baseball wins you ball games. Mm-hmm. I think the Red Sox won the World Series in 2000, was it 17, 18, 17? 17. Because they could situationally hit. Sure. On, they could move runners in necessary times. They could also hit it out of the park. Mm-hmm. They could do both. And so I just wonder, uh, I got to look up some of those numbers, but it doesn't look like it's off to a good start. And so, and your game had one or two of the examples of it. And I know the Reds game, I went back and looked at the play by play. They had some other examples. And with that extra inning rule with the Texas tiebreaker, Starting on second base, it becomes even more critical. Oh, without a doubt, man. It's all about you know trying to advance those runners when you when your next innings you have a guy on second starting out, man. There's there's a lot of different ways you can go about that. Absolutely. All right. So a little baseball talk. We'll keep you posted on that. Uh, what about football? The Jags report today, and this isn't like a normal report day. Uh, we've been saying that for a week and a half. Uh, we know it's different. Uh, essentially, we were told by the Jags, uh, we, we met, had a big meeting with the media today with the Jags PR folks, kind of about how things are going to go. And we have it in writing a little bit, too, and what it's going to look like. And I don't think there's any major surprises. They're working through a lot of different hurdles. But I told you this for the last week, and I think it was pretty much confirmed today. Circle August 12th on your calendar, because that will be a little bit more of a feel of camp. Now, it won't be a complete feel of camp, because I think... Even those guys said, yeah, it's more like an OTA, that 12, 13, 14, 15, but then starts ramping up toward what we think will be a normal kind of camp feel Mm -hmm. and practice. So it's all about COVID-19 testing. It's a little bit about that COVID-19 reserve list that we told you about yesterday during the show in the final hour, and a few Jags were on that. It's all about... uh, getting passing your physicals, getting in condition, uh, and, and slowly ramping up. And right now, all across the NFL, it's all about who's going to opt out because you have less than a week to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see some dominoes fall, especially with the New England Patriots, some bigger name players. Uh, I don't think we've had the blockbuster kind of name, would you say? I mean, to me, Dante Hightower is a pretty big blockbuster. Yeah, Yeah. well, keep in mind, and he was – so when we talked about this – 
yesterday, I mean, I even brought up, like, this could snowball if a bigger-name player comes out and all of a sudden it could have a trickle-down effect. And this morning, Dante Hightower says that he's not going to play. Keep in mind, Dante Hightower, he's a two-time Pro Bowl, was a Pro Bowl last year. Yeah, fair was, enough. was really that anchor in that you know historic Patriots defense last year. He said he's not going to play this up-and-coming season. And once that came out, once that hit the airwaves and hit the social media waves, well, then you started to see a lot more players come out, especially from the Patriots, obviously, but numerous teams saying that, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play anymore. So I'm not sure if he was really the spark that started everything. I'm not sure if these decisions were made up in the players' minds already. But obviously, you have to look at Hightower and say, well, man, this guy's pretty legit. If he's sitting out, I can sit out, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, what what goes into that? Why would you opt out? Uh, guys have different reasons to opt out. Is it smart to opt out? How could it change the dynamics of football teams? And how much will it be a, I wouldn't say peer pressure thing, but more of a peer conversation thing where, hey, you got guys talking to each other like hey here's why i'm doing it. this makes sense and another guy might be like well you know what that does make a lot of sense i gotta look at my own stuff here mm-hmm. uh i just automatically thought i'd go play football but wait a minute now and how much of it has to do with what we're seeing majorly maybe in mlb you know when you talk about school i think there's some people that a lot of people are going back to school right a lot of the kids and for a lot of different reasons but they're going back to school then there are some people that are like yeah i'm not really sure why go back right this moment because i think they're going to be back home anyway Mm-hmm. So would players in the NFL say, hey, look what MLB just did. Sure. We're going to go in there and then we're going to get something's going to happen. and It's not going to be normal anyway. Why am I going to do this? Well, and let me ask you this as well. So we know that if the season gets shut down for the NFL, the players don't get their, their contracts, right? Like uh, yeah. I, think, I think I forgot what the exact phrasing was, but it's like no paid. Or I'm sorry, no play, no pay. Yeah. Something like that. And we don't really know exactly in terms of do you get your acquired year or not to go towards your pension. Those are kind of still formalities I'm not sure of. But let me ask you this. So, for instance, Hightower said he's not playing this year. That's what, $300,000 in his pocket now? Yeah. Right? Because he's the – is he guaranteed that money? As soon as he walks away? I'm pretty sure you are. That's what it sounds yeah. like. That's so, what it reads like. So at and one the point, other guys are 150000 Correct. So correct. there's two different levels. No, no, no. Keep in mind, I mean, Dante Hightower's been in the NFL since 2012, all right? So as far as his paychecks, they're they're pretty juicy looking yeah. during the regular season. But, and I'm not saying this is the reason why he chose to set out, because I doubt it. He said he's, he's had a new baby, doesn't want to take the risk of getting that baby sick. Understandable, man, family comes first, good for you. But I'm just saying, I wonder if there's some players out there right now who are looking at the future like MLB baseball and saying, man, this season, it's not looking good. Let me go ahead and collect that paycheck right now. Let me go ahead and get my 150000 Let me go ahead and get my 300000 and just say I'm going to opt out this year, save another year of my contract, and also get a little extra money as opposed to playing out the season, taking the risk where if it does not go through, I'm not getting paid at all. Yeah, it's interesting uh, thought. I would just say a lot, and I know not not all, but a lot of uh, – you play two game – you get two game checks, and, and you're beyond that. Uh, well, you know, uh, even at a lower level, almost. Well, keep in mind, You're I mean, be bare minimum, basically. Yeah. So, like, I mean, uh, let's say like a a traditional salary of of a rookie. Let's just say it's probably what four hundred thousand dollars now. Like four eighty now. Yeah, I think and go it ahead is and take something. some of that toward taxes, depending where you play. So, I mean, you realistically probably make around three hundred thousand. Let's say yeah. maybe a little less than that. Well, you can make three hundred thousand, or you can make one hundred fifty thousand guaranteed. Yeah. You know. I so. Mean, yeah, I, I just. 
it's not, I don't know if it's enough money to, especially as a young guy where you're trying to make it, and this might be more opportunity, might be worth the, worth the roll of the dice sure. in that sense. But that's what I want to talk about. I mean, yeah. What goes into it? Uh, a lot of different things. I mean, we just mentioned a few of them that certainly uh, go into that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes owns a little piece of the uh, Kansas City Royals. Hey, you got to do something with that money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how can, how can you spend all that money? Yeah. Uh, now he buys a little bit of the Royals as well and really puts himself square as a as a KC legend for forever. Right. I mean, has has a young guy ever done that so quickly, you know, say, hey, I'm Kansas City and I'm Kansas City forever. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what the feel is on Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. We'll give you the latest up to date information on uh, what's going on with Major League Baseball. We'll keep our eye on college football, though. Don't expect too much uh, for the next couple of days, probably. And uh, the NFL at work, back to camp. What will it look like? A little bit more information on that today as well. When we come back, though, would you opt out? Does it make sense to opt out? And how much are the Patriots getting hammered by the opt-outs? Is my bet looking better is what I'm getting at. Maybe. I'm not that nervous quite yet. Action Sports Jackson. Cam Newton. ESPN 690. You're always invited to join the conversation on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can see the show there. Twitch as well. And you can call in 904-362-9901, star star 690. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Yeah, so we have not uh, had anybody right now opt out as far as we know, but uh, we'll wait and see. I, I know that the league and the NFLPA is still going through some uh, particulars on, on how that's going to work and, and the date. Uh, so uh, we're just going to wait and see. And, uh, but we have not heard any rumblings of any of our guys quite yet. That is Jaguars general manager Dave Caldwell uh, on uh, Brian Kilmeade's show once again. Uh, I think that's twice in two weeks or twice in the I last think it's like two the weeks. third time. Is it? Yeah. Unless, was, did he do it once when I was on vacation I last week? Maybe, may or maybe I was just missed. Okay, that my is timing might have yeah. been off, so it might have just been two. Uh, but over on uh, 104.5 WOKV, uh, I, I think they are – friends and or know each other or something like uh from the maybe even is it possible from the atlanta days i, I guess that's possible uh but kilmeade lives in the area right he comes down here a lot yeah 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 so anyway yeah that was on wokv 104.5 and uh jags gm dave caldwell has been on there a couple times now in the last few weeks his thoughts on the opt-out uh and nothing yet for the jacksonville jaguars which uh is good uh, I would think from a football standpoint, if you're in the building, if you're Doug Marone, if you're Dave Caldwell, that is good. Uh, good news. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos here on a Tuesday. Hope you're doing well. Opt out is going to be one of the phrases of the football season in 2020. We saw it a little bit in Major League Baseball. Guys like David Price, guys like Buster Posey, those big names and others uh, that opted out and, and didn't play. I think people are all right, all right with that, too. I, I don't see a lot of criticism from guys that are opting out. I really don't. And, you know, you never know with fans these days how they treat it. But there's been zero criticism from anybody involved in any kind of organizations that I've seen mm-hmm. uh, for guys that have opted out. Well, the Patriots have now had a few guys opt out, uh, including Hightower, talented linebacker, Pro Bowl linebacker. And people will opt out for various reasons. The Jaguars might be in a pretty good situation here because they are so young. Might be the benefit of a young football team. Because, uh, and the reason I say that, and does this make sense to you? I mean, my reasoning is one, if you're young, you haven't made 
as much money as you could make in the game. Mm. Two, you see opportunity in front of you as a young football player, and you want to go pounce on it. Now, every rookie in the NFL, but I'm even talking second, third-year guy, might be a big year for you. Heck, look how many Jags players are on uh, final year of their contract. Big year for those guys. It might be worth the risk instead of opting out, even if they feel like, you know what? If this was four years down the road, I might do it. So that's my point. Does that make some sense from a logic standpoint that the Jags might be better positioned because of their youth to not have as many guys opt out? No, without a doubt. I mean, I think that, well, I think youth does a couple things. I think youth gives you the opportunities that you probably aren't married and have a big family. Good point. So with that being said, um, you're not worried about even maybe getting like a, like a, newborn baby sick your wife sick or maybe you know you live with with your parents you know maybe your parents are in town whatever the reason is but you're not afraid of really getting anybody in your circle sick because your circle is pretty small your first and second year so there's that but i also think yes there is the intrigue of you're you're new to the team you also make a good first impression um and it's all about opportunity. Keep in mind, and I'm not going against any player for opting. I think that's great. Um, if they feel comfortable doing it, more power to them. But unless you're, you are like a Dante Hightower, unless you are like a, a former Pro Bowler, a lot of these guys that are opting out, they're, they're kind of putting themselves back a little bit just from the standpoint of when they come back, their jobs probably aren't going to be locked in. Their jobs aren't going to be certain because it is a cutthroat league, and every single year teams go younger and they go cheaper. So when you have vets like this sitting out and maybe wasting a whole year, not I would say wasting a whole year, but sitting out and missing a whole year and then expected to come back, not everyone's Adrian Peterson. Not everyone's that freaking nature. Sometimes you have to shake the rust off and things like that, and if you can't shake the rust off, well, they're going to find a new player to replace you. So... You know, people are taking risks, to, to be fair. And I mean, once again, I'm not going against anyone that's opting out. I think it's fantastic. But there is a risk at hand where when you come back that next year, will your starting spot still be there? Well, here's some of the guys that have opted out uh, in these last couple of days, even uh, today. Marquise Goodwin, uh, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Michael Pierce, defensive tackle, Minnesota Vikings. By the way, uh, three-year, $27 million mm-hmm. signing for the Minnesota Vikings. Now they'll have a hole in the middle of uh, that defense. Uh, Star Latulale, uh, also, uh, opting out according to this tracker here. We've got an ESPN 690 tracker. I like that. On the opt outs. Yeah. Is it called like the, the opt out for Trevor <laughs> tracker? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we will, we will, uh, pay you more if you opt out. I don't think so. Uh, Latulale signed a five year, $50 million deal with the Bills back in 2018. Uh, he is opting out. Eddie Goldman, defensive yeah. tackle, former uh, Florida State Seminole uh, with the Chicago Bears. Anthony McKinney, offensive tackle, Tennessee. Patrick Chung, Patriots. Cole Wick, tight end, the Saints. Uh, let's see who else we got. Uh, anybody of, of big – Andre Smith's interesting with the Ravens. You know, former uh, first-round draft pick, uh, mm-hmm. the Bengals. Yep. Uh, so it hurts the uh, Ravens team from a depth perspective more so. Uh, they're looking to make a big run. Hightower, of course, is is really the name right now. But the Patriots also had Brandon Bolden, a running back, mm-hmm. uh, opt out. Marcus Cannon, an offensive tackle, yesterday opt out. Uh, fullback opt out. Uh, center guard opt out. Why New England? Well, and listen. Here, here, <laughs> Without the conspiracy ten, theory ten of tank for Trevor. Right? With, with, with uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, why New England, you know, and this is me being conspiracy theorist Austin right now, possibly. But when you think of New England, Brent, you think of, you know, you think of the old school, right? And you think of done a certain way. And if you don't meet the expectations, you're gone. 
I'm not sure how New England's handling this whole COVID-19 thing. I, I have no idea. One would think it's probably like the other teams in the NFL. But if one team was going to be a little more, you know, maybe cachet, just a little more free-wielding with how they're going about this COVID-19 thing, where if you were going to cheat or maybe pull some strings, you think the Patriots would do it? Well, maybe some players kind of saw through that and be like, you know what, I don't want to be a part of it this year. I want things cool down a little bit. I'll be back next year. Just saying. Yeah, well, listen, uh, yeah, I don't, again, I think players talk. Mm -hmm. And so is it each, is this totally individualized and it just happenstance that it happened, the six of them or seven of them now for the New England Patriots? Or is it a bunch of guys that talk? uh, Jason McCourty, I think it was, expressed concern. uh, Same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, just watching Twitter and where guys were working out, he expressed some concern. So maybe it's something about the Patriots, Patriots organization. Uh, Maybe there are more players that weren't on board with everything that came together yeah. out of the NFLPA. Maybe their NFLPA representative uh, was against a lot of this, and, and that means that was feedback from the locker room. So there's a, there's a lot of ways to take it. How, uh, go ahead. How, how would you feel if you were Cam Newton, though? Yeah. Like, you know, essentially it feels like, guys, not. I mean, maybe it's the wrong word, but it feels like guys are jumping ship. Yeah, it does a little bit. Uh, I think just because of the, the number of them c- compared to other teams right now, mm-hmm. I don't think you can look at it that way. And I also think if you look at these guys, now maybe there are more, I don't know the Patriots roster in and out. I don't know how these guys are supposed to be used, but Hightower right now is the one that catches your attention. Now, Patrick Chung has been a really good player for, for them sure. over the years. Bolden, you know, I mean, Bolden was used sparingly. I yeah. mean, he's, he's one of like 25 running backs that the Patriots use. Yeah. So. I, I think if they took his his starting center and two uh, well, listen, receivers away, I, then I think he might be like, okay, I think if, can uh, I opt out? Yeah. I think if Julian Edelman decided that, you know, I'm going to sit out this year, then he's like, well, what, what's what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. right now, I mean, once again, I mean, more guys come out by the minute. So I think there'll be some more guys opting out um, even as the show goes on here. If you're Cam Newton, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know what he's going through, but I think he understands. You know, I, I think yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of, yeah. I think everybody understands. I think so too. Yeah. I think well, Cam's probably just happy at this point to have, him, have a starting uh, job, have probably a starting job against him. Uh, all right, seriously though, what does it do to the Patriots? I mean, they were probably going to use some of these guys and had at least a role for some of these guys. And again, Hightower, they already have plenty of question marks. Patriots. Remember, yeah. Brady was the first to opt out of New England. Uh, that happened in free agency, though. So, does it change the dynamic of the football team seeing this today? I mean, it has to, right? Because you have a couple stars, especially on defense, that that are going to be gone now. And when those guys are gone, someone has to step up and replace them. So there is going to be that process, and especially in a time right now where you don't have that much time to groom somebody else to take over a Pro Bowl or like Hightower spot. You don't have time to really groom somebody else to take over such a, like a vocal leader um, like Patrick Chung. So with that being said, there's a lot of things counting against the New England Patriots right now. And I would say, you know, if it wasn't for Cam Newton, one would think, well, yeah, the Patriots are definitely tanking. Like, this is all part of Belichick's master plan here to get Trevor Lawrence next year. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not – I still don't think they're going to win the division. I think the Buffalo Bills are probably going to have that wrapped up. But I still think they're going to be competitive. I can see eight, nine – I don't want to say ten wins, probably eight or nine wins, maybe a playoff spot, maybe a wild card spot. But it's going to be harder now. Obviously, because anytime you replace two solid guys on defense, especially such a talented defense, that comes with, you know, time. Yeah, and so we've kind of started this conversation. So that's the Patriots. And by the way, the Patriots have a lot of veterans, yeah. right? Usually do. Uh, the Jags don't. 
And so we talked about like opting out as a young player for the Jags might not make as much sense. Uh, but what about some of the veterans that they do have? Could you see anybody doing it? Listen, Joe Schobert, who they just signed, has a new baby at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, babies, cons- a, a new baby, a new family do seem to be an underlying trend here mm-hmm. uh, from Buster Posey to uh, Hightower to others. Uh, that has been one of the significant reasons why. Uh, a player will opt out. So, one, the Jags don't have a ton of veterans. Mm-hmm. Two, would there be any likely candidates? And I will say this, everything I've heard so far, there, there's not even a talk of anybody opting out uh, when I checked in there um, in these last couple of days. But that doesn't mean that nobody will. They still have a few days to think this over and, and see what they want to do. But right now, nobody's opted out for the Jags. I would look at the veterans and say, okay, who could? I mean, could an Andrew Norwell? Could a yeah. Linder type? Uh, could uh, could Schobert? Mm-hmm. Uh, could you get to uh, even a guy in the back end who's actually been more, maybe from a playing game experience, he's not uh, doesn't feel like a veteran. Um, but uh, back there in the safety spot. Mm-hmm. Well, Jared Wilson. Jared Wilson. I mean, you could see Avery Jones. You could see a, a, Jones, a couple guys. Yeah. But see, here's – and this is where my mind goes right away when we talk about, you know, Jaguars players opting out. In terms of any team to opt out right now, the Jaguars are probably the most less-than-ideal team to opt out with. And the reason I say that is because the coaching scenario, it's up in the air right now. Now, I get it. COVID-19, maybe it's going to use an excuse to give Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell another year, regardless of how the Jaguars do this up-and-coming season. But for for a minute, let's just say, assume here that the Jaguars win maybe five or six games, okay? And let's say Shad Khan doesn't like it, and he decides to get rid of Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell, which could be very possible. With that being said, if you were to bring a new regime in and everything like that, if you're one of those veteran players that chose to sit out, your job is probably as good as gone, right? Because now you have zero film to go off of of last year. You missed a year. And now the, the new leadership that's coming in, well, they're going to go on without you, more than likely. Yeah, no, maybe they, they go back two years and check out your film. But more than likely, they go on without you. So to me, from a... From a business move, and, and once again, I don't want to get it contrived here that I'm saying business over family, not at all. But I'm just saying where if you're a Jaguars player right now and you choose to sit out, it is pretty risky just because if that coaching staff and that, that regime is gone after the season, you're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. How much do you think you can make up in all of this? I guess we'll have to wait and see until August 1st rolls around and kind of who opted out. But how much can the dynamic of a football team change in the next few days? Because, you, again, you had free agency, you had draft, you had all these things. Well, now you can't just go replace Hightower in New England. Uh, you can. We well, can go get a body because some people are going to probably get released and cut. And, when the, the, and you already have enough people on your roster. But you get my point. You can't just you can't go get somebody you really think will replace him mm-hmm. and make an impact uh, the way he would have. So teams could change. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody big opts out, uh, or if several, I, I hate to say one in the NFL unless it's a quarterback, because guys get hurt all the time in the NFL. And so people lose good players. Mm-hmm. Teams lose good players every year, uh, usually due to injury. Now, the quarterback goes, that's a huge deal. Would we see a quarterback opt out? I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big question. Would you see a starting quarterback opt out, man? And 
I mean, listen, I don't know in terms of, you know, having babies and family situations. I don't know what every single quarterback situation is right now. But we talk about double standards all the time with the most important spot in football and probably in all professional sports, the quarterback position. Well, once again, it's almost a double standard to that point. Because, listen, high tower left, captain, obviously, middle linebacker, general of the defense. I don't think a lot of that those guys in the locker room right now for the Patriots are like, well, he quit on us. Like, he turned his back on us. Like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously, they're probably a little taken back, and there's probably a little shock factor because he's such a great player. But, like, I don't think they resent him for it. But you talk about double standard real quick. If a quarterback was all of a sudden, right before the season starts, go, you know what? I'm going to opt out, guys. I'm not playing. Well, now you essentially, you know, the most important role, the, the field general abandons his players. There could be some resentment there. And as aggressive as it sounds, you might talk about getting blackballed from the league. Yeah, yeah. You know? I it, mean, it would be really interesting to depending see. Depending on a family situation. Though. Yeah, that could really change. Of course, you got to remember, a quarterback money is such big money. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money to also sit out. Again, I mean, the money comes into it. The, the whole decision mm-hmm. making is risk versus reward, and part of the reward is is dollars. Yeah. Uh, and and at a big rate, usually at the quarterback position in the NFL. All right, your situation right now, you're still playing in the league. Okay. Family at home, mm-hmm. hot spots of Florida with COVID-19. <laughs> Block is hot right now, Brent. Have you given any thought what you would do if you were still playing with the option to opt out? I now, ha- by this time, remember now, you've played in the league. Yeah. Shoot, this would be, what, like year 10 or something. Oh, man. These knees would be so sore. <laughs> Back acting up nonstop. So you got plenty of money. You've been yeah. in there for a decade. Money's not a factor. <laughs> Money's not the motive, You've already got it? your accrued Everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Money's not the motive here. So you're saying where I'm at right now with, yeah, if, if you with were my five-year-old, playing. Yeah. my wife. Well, okay, so here, here's how I would approach it if I'm a football player. Number one, I would ask, all right, so what's my family situation? Okay, well, I have a wife and I have a five-year-old. Okay, noted. Number two, am I at risk of getting anybody sick, whether it's family members or friends that maybe have some kind of autoimmune disease. One of my really good friends that I've hung out with, obviously I've hung out with him in a while, but he has an autoimmune disease. So we haven't hung out, obviously, because I don't want to get him sick. So I take that into account. I take, you know, um, you know, in-laws, things like that. Like, are they going to be around? I take those things into account. After I calculate all that, you know, and obviously I weigh the pros and the cons, and I talk to my family about it, and even my son, my five-year-old son, I think that I would play. I, I honestly do because as long as I can live with myself knowing that, you know what, I'm not going to put anybody else in danger. Now, I know you can say, well, you can put your son in danger. You can put your wife in danger. Yeah, I understand that. And my wife, she's going to school for the medical field right now. My son is five years old, and he's healthy as a horse, let's just say. So the, 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 there's always going to be a risk. But I think that in terms of me, and not necessarily just the money, but just the love of playing the game, I would still probably have to do it. For instance, I mean, let me put it to you like this. Hopefully I have a fight coming up here in September, okay? I'm, I'm training right now uh, to hopefully have a fight, and hopefully we get to announce it in the next couple of days or so. I'm doing that because I've outweighed the pros and the cons. Now, obviously, in terms of, you know, fighting, it's a little different because, you know, our gym only has like five or six people at a pop. It's not an NFL locker room where there's 80, 90 people, 100 people for training camp. So that's different. But I think I would still have the same mindset where as long as I know deep down in my heart that I'm not putting anybody in risk, um, then I'm okay. I think what's really interesting here is we've seen guys retire early, Mm -hmm. er. (laughs) <laughs> if sure. you will, uh, in recent years in the NFL. I think how much of this comes into play 
uh, for anybody. Again, everybody's family situation is is different. But how much of it seriously comes into play? Kind of like what we were talking about with Kuz the other day. Is like, what if you had to come in here and, and take the swab test every day mm-hmm. and multiple times and just all the different things? You're used to football one way. You love playing the game. You love being around the guys. Camaraderie. How much do people say that? Well, we miss that. Well, there's going to be less of that, at least – yeah. I know they're going to be around each other, but they're trying to avoid some of that stuff. How much of it is just a giant pain in the you-know-what? Mm. And does it make some players question how much they do love the game to this level still? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it does. It could be a reality check for some. It could be like, what am I doing? Like, there's <laughs> a part of me that I would say, hey, I want to I want to kind of go through this experience and say I played during the pandemic in a way, right? Mm. I mean, it's almost seriously. There would be a part of me that would say I'd like to kind of experience how different this is, how we work through this, how much does it make our team better, how much could it galvanize us, you know, all those things that are so different about 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I almost want to see it. I want to. I want to participate in it. There's a part of me like that, but I also, if I was 10 years in the league, my bank account looks good. Family at home. I just didn't have to go to the OTAs and everything else in April and May and June. How much did I get used to that? Hmm. How much do I now have to say, man, this is, I don't want to, this is dumb. I mean, I'm probably going to be coming back anyway. It's never going to, they're never going to make it through the year. And do I even love it this much anymore to go through all this? I wonder how many guys are asking. And, again, I'm talking about 10-year vets, 11-year vets, 12-year vets, that kind of category that might be asking themselves that question. Yeah, and for sure. And it's, it's hard for me to answer that question wholeheartedly just because, I mean, we see the reports. We see the protocols that are put in place. But we're not in that locker room. You yeah. know, like you, you don't really know the vibe that's going on right now. But to kind of prove your point a little bit, and we've had a bunch of players on this show before, Brent. And when we always ask them, like, what do you miss most? What do they say? It's the locker room. It's Absolutely. the camaraderie. It's the brotherhood. You know, it's laughing with the guys. Well, and once again, I don't know what it's like right now in those locker rooms. But, you know, with some of these protocols, you got to stay six feet apart in the locker room, all this stuff. Like, to me, when you put these protocols in place, not saying they're right or they're wrong, I'm just saying when they're in place, well, yeah, then you kill some of the that love you you kill some of that just you know it, it's almost like you feel like a kid it's it, it's it's like it's like you're it's going going to school seeing your friends like that kind of crushes some of that spirit and, and it crushes some of that passion just because now it just feels like it feels different it just doesn't feel normal now don't get it twisted nothing in this country right now nothing in this world really feels normal with COVID-19 but I'm just saying right now in terms of a lot of guys still play the game of football especially when you're a 10-year vet they don't need the money they play because they love the game. Yeah. And if you put these protocols in that start to affect the love of the game, well, then guess what? Then maybe some guys choose to walk away. And for that, I'm never going to blame them. I wouldn't be surprised if some people go through this. And in that situation, it probably it's probably not a big group Yeah. that Labor Day comes around and be like, I'm out. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And, mm-hmm. and if again, if you're that player with 10 years under your belt, a lot of dollars in your bank account, mm-hmm. you can do it. Sure. Now, you got to... It's a wrestling match because you feel like, am I letting my team down telling them this late? But it's just the reality of the situation. I don't even think you can hold that guy if, if he says, I'm just uncomfortable in here. But yeah. this isn't working what I thought. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And it ain't getting any better. Listen, a, a lot of players in the locker room, even when I played up until now, they're going to tell you, like, I can't believe my job is to play football every single day. It doesn't feel like a job. 
when you start making it feel like more like a job, regardless of the income, especially keep in mind, if you're a 10 year vet and you've made your money already, when you start feeling like you have to go to a job every single day and that passion goes away, that's kind of happened to me in Chicago. Then, then you walk away. Yeah, then you want to walk away yeah. uh, and get out of there. Yeah. Uh, what does it look like inside a building? What are the players going through? I tell you, it's different. We've got mm-hmm. a few details on it. We'll share some of that uh, on the way. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Thanks for hanging out here on a Tuesday. Would you opt out if you were a player? You can join that conversation on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, or right here, Star Star 690. Well, obviously, the, the protocol of, of having to, to wear a mask and, and social distancing is, is going to be in effect. Um, obviously, uh, they're going to be tested uh, regularly uh, before the game and, and the days leading up to it. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing is that, um, you know, it's just a social responsibility for, for every player to, to take care of himself and to, to not put himself at risk or his teammates or his coaches. That's uh, General Manager Dave Caldwell on today, 104.5 WOKV, the Brian Kilmeade Show, and talking about, uh, well, the new world in the NFL and what it will be like and what it will look like. And we got a little bit of a glimpse of that today, too. We'll share some of those thoughts uh, in a moment. A couple other things, old college football, Florida State trying to replace Cam Akers, who signs on with the Rams today, signed that rookie deal. And... Uh, one of the guys that could help replace him, well, he's no longer there, dismissed, uh, according to reports, Kalen LeBourne, former five-star guy. So uh, Florida State uh, won't have him uh, in the backfield. He had some issues uh, on the field with injuries and off the field uh, with incidents uh, in his time in Tallahassee and reportedly has been uh, dismissed uh, from the team. So that will hurt the running back room. At Florida State. Before I get to what the Jags, uh, it might look like, we got an interesting kind of visual today, and hopefully I can illustrate it to you as well of, of kind of what it looks like inside the building. Just want to pass that along to you, uh, in a couple of minutes. Before we do that, Steven's on the line, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. What's up, man? Hey, not much. How about you guys? Doing well. Staying casual. Uh, all right. I tried to call in Friday, but I guess you guys forgot about me. I wanted to add on to your little wagers that you made Friday. What you got? All right. Given what you saw last year, seeing what he, the effort he's put in this off season, I think he was rated, what, 30 for last season? What do you see Gardner Minshew's QB rating to be? Top 25, top 20, or top 15 for this year, and why? All right, Stephen. Thanks. Uh, appreciate it. We did some over and unders, uh, like uh, Leonard Fournette, what he would have, and yeah. DJ Chark and Minshew touchdowns, interceptions. So you're asking for a QB rating, which I think Minshew's was in the low 90s last year. Does that sound right? 92 point something? Yeah, I'm going to it right now. So we doing the ESPN one, the QBR. Uh, no, QBR is different. Okay, just yeah. uh, he rating. Was, he was 26 overall. The QBR, um, the rating. I don't, okay, you have to give me some time. <laughs> Usually the there, QBR so is many. a lot lower, but the rating is like, you know, the 108.7 or whatever. Okay. It's usually if you're in the 90s, you're doing pretty well. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a little time. If you're in the 80s, then. it's pretty average. Because the ESPNs, um, they just have like their rating system, I guess, and it's not working. Maybe if you want to check it out. Yeah. You, um. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so what, I mean, what, what do you want me to do? I, I typed just in look up Gardner Minshew and stats. I did. How about that for a start? I did, and we're right here. Pro and it football says, reference. It will take me two seconds to find All this. All right, I check think. it out. Rating is 
Uh, not there. No. Oh, oh wait. QBR is not there. Rating is 91.2. Okay, that's not QB rating, though, huh? Or no, is that, that is. Oh, that's what we want? Okay, 91.2. 91.2. So where, How long did that take me to find? So Seven seconds? Where did, where did that finish Maybe in the NFL? Where, where did that finish in the NFL, then? What is that good for? We don't know. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wasn't that the whole debate here? Is where Brent's, did he finish? Brent's finding stats rating is better than Austin's finding stats rating. Right? For sure. <laughs> but I'm still going to need to know where he finished in terms of the entire NFL, though. Well, the question is more where will he finish this year? Sure. Can I find out where he finished last year in terms of 32 quarterbacks sure, so I can, I can make the decision? Very quickly. That takes six more seconds. All right, let's get it, man. Uh, the highest rated passer was Ryan Tannehill. Uh, 16th Gardner Minshew was. He finished 16th last year? Yes. 91.2 right behind Case Keenum, right ahead of Phillip Rivers, right ahead of Tom Brady. Ahead of Tom Brady. Dang, he put her 16th, so... And this guy can't get on the all-top 100 list for yet for this year? Come Wait, on. Where did Stafford finish? Stafford finished 6th. Okay. So do I think he's going to finish higher than the top By the way, half? Kyler Murray, 87.4 in the rating. 21st. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go... Kyler Murray. I don't, I don't know, man. Go and give me top 10. Top 10. Well, I get, you didn't well, have to go that no, high. He said top 15, top 20, or top 25. Well, he finished 16th last year. You think he's going to have a better year than last year, right? I do. So, I top was, 10, then. I'm going to say top 15. Yeah. Just because I didn't have to say top 10. Well, there you go, man. <laughs> I mean, if he finished 16th last year and he has better stats, top 10 it is. Of course, Kyler Murray's going to lead the league in rating. I mean, that's just Kyler Murray. I mean, he has to lead the league in everything. We'll be back. Action My head hurts so ESPN bad with this rating talk. I'll show you. What, I'll, I'll describe to you what the inside of the Jags building meeting rooms will look like uh, here over the next few weeks next.